Hey you, I'm Hannah. And I'm Bailey. And we are your hosts of HBU, a podcast about life, us, but especially you. It also asks the question, how about you? We both love to learn and grow, and we believe that a huge part of that is asking about others' stories and experiences, as well as sharing and reflecting on our own. Welcome back to our series, How About Us?, which are many episodes capturing positive stories from all around the world. We saw this article on the Washington Post and, as always, had to share. Today, in the spirit of the holidays, we are bringing to you a story based out of Minnesota where an entire community rallied around a farmer in their town who was injured to ensure that his crops were harvested on time. Without further ado, we're jumping into it. How about you? Will you be joining us? mentioned in the past that we are from Indiana, which is very, yeah, rep it, which is very much the two Fs, flat and farmland. (laughs) Oh, honestly, though. And lots and lots of corn. So when we saw this article, it really hit close to home, not only because of the commitment that this community has for one another, but also for the food that is set to feed hundreds, if not thousands of families. Okay, so to break it down for you, this all starts when our friend Scott, who we are tagging in our show notes, was unfortunately hurt in a car accident after he swerved to avoid hitting a puppy that was in the road. Oh. I know. He's a true American hero. Honestly. So in this collision, he suffered- Collision. Yeah. He he suffered serious injuries when he- pulled himself off of the road yeah. so that he didn't hit the puppy. And in those injuries, it included a collapsed lung, a concussion, a broken collarbone, as well as a shoulder blade, seven broken ribs, and two cracked vertebrae. Oh, my. Oh and my. you can only imagine how much pain that is, yeah. how much recovery that is. And that's all what he – that's the route that he took instead of harming this puppy. So that yeah, just like lays yeah. the tone for who Scott, Scott is. Got it. Okay. Yep. Great man. Yep. Got it. Yep. <laughs> and so, you know, as they say, real recognizes real. So yeah. as soon as his small town of Frost, Minnesota, that has only a total population of just 198 people. Okay. So like we're talking small. We're talking now. probably like two stoplights, yeah. a church, a grocery store, like just a very small connected, intertwined community. Okay. So when they heard about the accident, they immediately sprung into action. And they obviously knew that with all of this damage, he wasn't going to be able to harvest his 600 acres of soybeans and corn. So instead of letting all of that that not get harvested and go to waste, 18 farmers rose through the ashes to make this happen. So not only did they completely harvest his soybeans, but they reconvened later that month to also harvest the corn. So they made sure everything was taken care of. And Scott even came out and said, quote, this is a busy time of year for farmers. So it meant the world to me. But I guess I really wasn't surprised. I'm lucky to live in a community where people have always looked out for each other. That is so nice. My heart. Could you imagine 
Like 198 I've, people, yeah. you know each other. Yeah. Like, I've never lived in a town that small, ever. Not even remotely close. Well, we no, to- I take that back. I think I have. But, like, I was really little, and I don't think I could still mm. comprehend. In Wisconsin? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I could still comprehend, like, what that would take yeah. to, like, oh, Scott down the street got into a car accident. We're all getting up today to go harvest his crops, you yeah. know? Like, I want to be a part of that. I think that in some alternate universe i live in a small town like that yeah you even like i think it's one of my you know they say like five lives like yeah, what would you yeah. do with each one one of those is to live in a really small town like okay. imagine how connected and you guys are friends like you guys know each other yeah. you walk in the bar people know your drink you walk in the restaurant people know your order like there's only 198 people right that's like one class at iepui yeah well we graduated with 900 people yeah i would say almost a thousand people yeah, just in our graduating class yeah yeah so cut that into a fifth so the people you actually knew in your graduating class <laughs> yeah so true <laughs> and that's the whole town yeah the people you had heard of yeah yeah you recognize their names yeah yeah okay, okay. so um, one of the farmers who sprang into action with the other 17 confirmed to the washington post that the rest of the community that didn't help out. Everybody else took turns mowing Scott's lawn and feeding his dogs for weeks while he was in the hospital. And they also came together and cooked food for the farmers who were harvesting the crops. Oh my gosh. So this became like, oh, wait a second. So Scott normally does all of this on his own and it's taking an entire village (laughs) in order just to match what he does. Wow. Okay. Give some respect good for the for farmers them, out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, good actually, for, that is awesome. Yeah. So this actually wasn't the first time that this independent farmer was met with kindness and assistance in a time of need. He told the Washington Post that 11 years prior, his father had passed away from cancer right as the harvest season was approaching. At wow. that time, they rallied together to ensure that their corn was harvested. So wow! So this isn't even a one-time thing. No, like this is this is whenever you need this it. This is what they yeah. This is just what they do for one another, and that is so cool. Yeah. So there are actually some additional stories from around Frost that came out of researching this one, and we I also wanted to tell you about okay, those really okay. quick. Um, so Frost City Clerk Cindy Klingbale said that the community support for Scott reminded her of the outpouring she received 16 years ago when her husband, Brad, was killed in a farming accident. They came together to harvest 450 acres of their crops in one single day. Oh my god! Yeah, that's a lot. And she's quoted to say, it's something people have done here for as long as I can remember. She added, last year we had a farmer who was laid up after an accident and everyone pitched in then too. We only have 200 people, but everyone does their part. Wow. I know. I'm getting like tears in my eyes. Like it's actually such I kind of need to story. go take a trip up to Frost, Minnesota. I'm I not expecting to... much, but I'm expecting a lot from I the know. people. <laughs> I need to stop by and talk yeah. to everyone and thank them. Yeah. Another person in the community, Aaron Besk, the coordinator of the town's annual Frost Fest. Ooh, we Ooh, should actually get a okay, Frost Okay, that's fest. what we can go to. <laughs> <laughs> Said it's the kind of place where, quote, you go out for a short walk and it takes five hours because everyone has to stop and talk to each other. Okay. So it's at least a day trip. Yeah. Maybe a weekend. <laughs> Scott has already received offers to help plant his crops in the spring if he is still healing. And from his and from this, he ended his interview with these words. Frost really is the heartland of America. He said, 
one day I hope I'm able to pay the favor back. And we know that he will. Oh, yes, he will. Oh. I know. The heartland of America. I know. I love it. So this is just another amazing story of how a group of people can come together and really support one another no matter what happens. Life is life has its ups and downs. And I didn't mention this in the episode, but I did just want to conclude that Scott, when he got in this accident, was on his way to pick up gravel to help a neighbor in need when he got into the accident. So if this is not a reflection of this town, I'm not sure what is. Yes, constantly helping each other. Everybody does their part. And so I just think that there's plenty of other towns out there who have this small, kindled, connected, and especially when it comes to like farmland and crops, like you can't just say, oh, you know, we'll let it go. Right. Like Like, that's that's so much food. That's your food and that's that's your living. Yeah, that's their livelihood. If there are 200 people there and they're all going to get these crops and stuff, you you wouldn't, it has to be a huge part of that community. You know, like if you have 200 people, there's not much other like business going on. So like, that's incredible. I know. It also reminds me, have you seen Virgin River? Yes. How it's like, okay, this, you know, this guy owns the bar, the restaurant, this guy owns the pet store, this guy does this. And so like, you have all of these people that are in charge of their shop. So like, Sandy owns the convenience yeah. store. And so like you, you, it's not even like you're saying you're going to the convenience store. You're saying I'm going to Sandy's. And like that reminds me of this. And I think that that is so cool that they were all able because they have those connections already. You know, yeah. it just seems so natural to, to jump in, obviously, because it's not the first time they've done it. So I know I feel like there's just like like everyone in that town has somehow been positively impacted by this. And also like just knowing that if anything does happen to you, you're going to have people right. there to rally around you. Like even if they, if not every person in the community has needed help, they know that if they do, they'll they'll yeah. be met with kindness and with support. And I don't know, the world needs more of that. Yeah. There's although, always someone that has your back there. And that's really exactly. cool. Yeah. And although like a lot of us live in big cities or much larger cities than 198 yeah. people, this is why you have friends. This is why you have yeah. other support systems because- there's nothing like knowing that if something happened to you, people would, would come together and, and make sure that you were okay and everything that you needed would be there. Right. Um, it's like building your own little community. That's what we're doing here, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's what is that. And here we are. And here we are <laughs> building our own little community. So, um, yeah, if you have any stories out there in the world that remind you of this story about your town or towns that you know – please send them in. We would love to know more about the good kindnesses going on in these little tight knit communities around the world. Or also just like any story in general. Like if you see a cool story that like you want us to share or want us to dig into, like don't be shy. Let us know so we can one, know about it because we love good news stories. We do. Um, But yeah, also so we can share with others and really get the positivity out there more instead of, you know, what media typically likes to put out there. So yeah, let's send us change those, it. Let's yes. change it. Send us those stories. All right. So that was so fun. I'm was, so glad I, I got to tell story. you about this story about Frost, Minnesota. And we can't wait to tag all of that stuff in the show notes so that you guys can see more about this community. Um, it's been a really awesome time reading about the the good things that are going on over there. So yeah. if you live in Frost, 
We see you. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. And thank you. All right. So next week, we will be back. We are going to be getting physical, physical. Uh, no, we'll be talking about <laughs> physical health and all things that kind of encompass that and what we kind of do to take care of ourselves. Talk, Talk to, to you, you then. then.